Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Amonview podcast with myself, Liam Innes, my co-host Jake Pointer. Hello. And our extremely handsome panellists, Thomas Fro and Mr. Stephen Povey. This week we'll mull over another draw for the Lions, this time home to the Paisley Pandas. We're also going old school baby with the return of our favourite, well, not favourite, games, as well as a round of who are you? Before finishing up with a round of Almondview's forgotten feature, Macaroni Matchup. Uh, yum yum. This is usually where Jake and I have some sort of really over-the-top description about how you should put your trotters or feet up whilst drinking something daft out of a silly vessel. Instead, all I'm going to say is, come and join us for some Livy content, my fellow felines, with us here at the Amonview Podcast. It's fucking good to be back! So, here I am. I'm back. Back with a bang, baby. But before we get stuck in, I just wanted to say a massive thank you. It was no secret over the past few weeks um, that I've not been here. I've missed the boys more than anything. Um, However, I had to take some time out. Unfortunately, we found out, my wife and I had found out that we unfortunately had miscarried a child. So, it's been a bit... Fucking terrible, I'm not going to lie, it's been a really, really hard few weeks. However, because of the love and support from so many people, including the boys on here, uh, and so many others, that it's just been overwhelming, and they've really got me back to back to my old self. Well, hopefully, almost there. But yes, honestly, thank you so much to everyone that's shown any love and support over the past few weeks. Um, obviously, we've been public with the story of sharing it with our friends and family and you know it's such a horrific thing to go through and we just wanted to say as well that the DMs are always open, the amount of people that have messaged me and said that they've been through the same thing and never talked about it has been pretty astronomical to be honest so it's not something that shouldn't be talked about and if you do need anyone to talk about it with, speak to me and also just in general the best thing I've done was speak to people um, so as I said, our DMs are always open and a massive thank you, oh my god boys, shared it in the group chat earlier but I was reduced to tears like a 10 year old boy earlier because I received a card, a well wish card from Dave Black and the rest of the squad, the Livingston squad, it's the first time that I think I've cried over an autograph since Eugene Daddy rejected <laughs> to give me his autograph in 2003, so it was uh, honestly an incredible touch. Um, and yeah, it's it set me off today. But as I said, we're getting there. Um, and again, just thank you for all the support. But anyway, let's move on. Happier times, well, meh-ish times for the Lions at the minute. So, Saturday the 19th of February, seen the managerless Paisley Pandas waddle along the M8 to bag themselves a precious point of sheer cinch after a second half opening goal from Livy's Bruce Anderson that was followed up by a deflected strike from Greg Kilty for St Mirren following another very poorly defended set piece for the Lions to make it three draws technically I know we lost on penalties against Hearts in a row Thomas you were sat beside me 
on Saturday. What were your thoughts in the first half, man? A bit of an oxymoron as I think we played quite well. But in the final third, we were absolutely atrocious, which we will come on back to later on. But what were your thoughts in the first half in particular, Thomas? I don't to think about the first half too much, to be honest. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to erase it from my memory. We played all right. Like We made a couple of good chances. We played some decent football, getting the ball down, like Nubly, kind of that link up with Devlin, and that that side was was great. But we just, yeah, we were lacking that cutting edge completely. I think we were too hesitant um, in the final third. And I think that... Turned it, turned it into what was a pretty shocking 45 minutes of football uh, they I've, I don't know who was the better team first half, I think they kind of got forward as well, we probably had a bit more of the ball and of the play in the first half but yeah, it was a bit it was a bit grim, it left me feeling like the last time we played at home to St Mirren, it left me feeling kind of the same as that first half, because I'm pretty sure it was no not at half time in that as well, and I was like, shit, we better improve second half, because I can just see us losing 1-0 here. But, we did, so yeah, but yeah, it was pretty grim, overall, to be honest. Yeah, first half wasn't great viewing, and I imagine it wasn't for the most hungover man on earth on Saturday, it seemed, Mr Povey. When you seen the lineup before you eventually ventured through to the Macarena from your humble abode in Falkirk, were you happy with the lineup? And in the first half, were you happy with the system that we seemed to be playing? Well, I was still in my bed when the lineup was announced. <laughs> That's honestly the closest I've come in memory of bailing on a game. And you know what I'm like? I will, I'm like, I'll, I'll go anywhere and see the Lions play. But I just. I was struggling that much, but I was really happy to see the same lineup uh, that we put against Hearts. And um, I mean, we kind of touched on it last week about who do you play up front. And, you know, I was happy with Forrest Anderson, Nubly up front. Uh, in terms of the rest of the team, it kind of almost speaks for itself. So I, I, I was, that almost gave, that gave me that wee lift up, go for a shower, off to the game. Aye, I was I was happy with it, and um, yeah, as much as I know players that have commented on, you know, like it would be nice to see um, Sibold, but I don't think he's ready for it and all that. It would be nice to see. I know uh, uh, Owen really wants to see boys start. For me, it wasn't the time. I thought. I think I said it last week. Same eleven to kind of make up for themselves, and yeah, it was. It was, as as Thomas said, we got we got there eventually. We got that goal that got us one 0 up. That lineup works. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing, actually, what I would say is making those three changes at the same time changed the lineup so much that I felt it was a bit too much of an impact. So, uh, I mean, you we all saw it. Eh? We all saw how different we were when those three subs. Uh, went on. I mean, it couldn't have actually been that long after. It must have only been a couple of minutes after the uh, the subs happened that uh, they they scored. So yeah. I I think that was a bit much for me that 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 change. And um, yeah, I don't know what your thoughts on that, lads. I think yeah. I said that to you at the time, Liam. Didn't yeah. I? Uh-huh. Three subs at once. That's yeah. Doesn't 
I don't like it. But it is, it is what it is. To be fair, I, I wouldn't blame the goal on the subs, like their goal. Like, no. I think, well, we, kinda, we had a wee air kick by um, a certain certain forward of ours that, you know... Well, we'll come I, to him, don't you worry. I, I, I just enjoy uh, having a go at people for bad clearances, apparently, now. I think that's all I, all I say on this podcast. But, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah, I'm... I'm not convinced that making three subs at the same time is the right idea. I was happy to see the three boys come on. Because I think boys, it's good to get game time and Io looked injured. Um, Obviously, Soto coming on is good to see as well. That was when he came on, eh? Or was he later? No, no, no. No, they all three at the same time, man. Came on at once. I think we made another one. And then who was the other one? Who else came on? Shindog. Shinny. Shindog. Aye. Well, uh, which was needed uh, to be fair, because Nubly was on a booking, and yeah. that for me is the right the the, the right sub. Mm. Uh, what uh, I will say, by the way, just uh, before we carry on uh, from uh, move away from my hangover, I did have uh, man a pie out. Like I went, I had two pies, a, um, a scotch pie, and one of those new burger pies. But I'm really lovely. But the hangover wasn't clearing, so um, at halftime, there were another two burger pies, man. Oh, four oh. pies for Bobby, literally. Oh, my God. Very good, though. What was insane? You must have had the worst heartburn. So the way it worked, right, was it was like a burger on the bottom. Then it was like cheese. Then it was like beans on top. Why and then like a uh, burger? I don't I've know. Never, I've never thought. Like when I've been eating a burger in a restaurant, not once have I ever thought to myself, "This needs." Came up, this needs it's fucking beans. This needs beans. <laughs> That's really not odd. One, not once have I ever thought that in my life. I've not even seen that. Pork. Sorry, Jay. pulled pork in it, it was pulled pork as well. No, no. Like, if you added pulled pork instead of beans. For me, oh, yeah. just to give it a bit of moisture, that would be fantastic. There's a free idea. Yeah, that's a great show. Yeah. Double, double it, meat it on get, it. Uh, food, what was the company name again? Food to go. Food to go. There food you go. To go. <laughs> Thomas wants pulled pork instead of beans on top of the burger. Oh, oh yeah, and cheese, and cheese. The cheese was and lovely. Cheese. Ah, right? cheese, and cheese. you know the cheese crisped down like so it left. You know when you get a wee, like a wee cheese on toast, like coming out the side. <laughs> It had that out of the pie. Dirty. Dirty. Well, <laughs> I'm actually, I forgot that I forgot to write that down, so thank you for the Povey Pie review. Uh, Jake, we'll come to you. You've not had much of a say yet. Um, the two fullbacks, again, we'll, we'll come to Penrice's defensive slip-up later on, but the two, le- the two fullbacks, Penrice on the left, Devlin on the right, Devlin in particular, Devlin a wee bit more than Penrice, but oh my god, they are just relentless attacking-wise, aren't they? It's fucking class to see. Yeah, it's good. It's definitely from, you know, when we were, definitely when we were kids, you know, you had your Branquan and your Bolin, who were always like, you know, really prominent fullbacks that we kind of always, <laughs> that we always loved, <laughs> and also really bald, uh, so they probably have to shave their heads to be as good, but yeah, you can you can do that later on, lads. Um, yeah, great, it's great, and you know we've uh, we've been all right for left backs. You know we always had, I don't know, what was it? Who was the guy last year that we really liked? Uh, Serrano, was it Serrano? 
Oh, I forgot. I know I forgot about him as well. I liked him. I know. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's good that we've kind of got another first name in the team sheet again. You know, for like every every year we seem to be adding that a person that kind of just is just stays in the team. If you know all year long, and James Penrice was probably one of the last that I would think would be playing every single week. So mm. great, you know, really, really good. Yeah, really, really enjoying kind of both of the play. I think. Few times when I'd been at the home games, Penrice was really hugging that touchline and quite quite far up, and he wasn't really getting the ball. Um, maybe I think maybe more now he is. Uh, I think I saw a comment on Twitter, kind of talking about and kind of urging him instead of kind of cutting inside to kind of drive more towards um, the touchline, um, like kind of Devlin kind of does. I think he does. He's quite more more direct. Um, if you're going to learn from anyone to do stuff yeah. like that, it's Devlin because he is the fucking yeah. master at it. Yeah, and it's great that you know, Devlin's seen as a threat, and you know, and because he's such a talented player, the captain, whatever. But it's great that we can go. Well, fuck you. If you're going to mark him out, well, we can just switch it to the other side of the pitch and then cut you up there as well. Yeah, great, great to have, uh, and kind of good to see that you know. Don't see any of them leaving anytime soon. I know we kind of mentioned it last week, but they kind of like we kind of made up a well, I technically just made up a rumor. <laughs> would we want to sell Dublin <laughs> and make some money? Did, it came from nowhere. That. I just you know, I, I just dropped, I just that. I just drop bombs in this, uh, and that's all I do. There you go. What do you think of that? <laughs> yeah. Spectacular, great, great players, and uh, yeah, Penrice is only only going to get better. You have never experienced Mister Povey at five aside. <laughs> this guy is the goal machine. I've never seen a guy score more goals than this guy at five. So, I'm coming to you to talk about our goal machine, Bruce Anderson. Very fortunate <laughs> to get his ninth goal of the season, but they all count. Uh, and the build-up play was just phenomenal. Devlin to Nubly. To Devlin again, Bruce gets there, ricochets off, but how important, how important A, is that right-hand side, as we were just talking with Devlin, but also, how important is Bruce becoming now? It is just phenomenal to see. I'll take your first point, uh, well, actually, your first point was uh, how good I'm at scoring. I'm due to return back after a long injury for two, two months, so I'm looking forward to a game of fives next week. Or this week, should I say? Tomorrow. Um, tomorrow. tomorrow, come on. Uh, probably be fucking in a, in a wheelchair at the next level game, to be honest. But we'll see. Uh, I, so, that right-hand side, uh, that was amazing from Nubly. Like, really, like, so skillful. Like, that is what we... That's what we've heard he's been doing in our broth. It's so good he's doing it on a bigger... I've known, like, you know, that premiership... Uh, arena and uh, he's absolutely nailed it there that was such a great ball Devlin great with delivery and yeah yeah you're right it was lucky but you have to be in the right positions that's it and our man Brucey gets it a bit like me at fives he just knows how to where to be at the right time um, he's well on track to be our um, our top scorer I'm, I'm, I'm convinced See even the next six games coming up, I, I I can see him, and that's before the split. You know, I can see him uh, being top scorer within those six games of uh, all time in the in the Premiership slash SPL, whatever you want to call it. It's just great, and like, don't get me wrong, Lyndon Dykes probably would have um, 
but he would he would be up there if that season had mm. actually finished. You know, that was the only the only. Um, it's quite hard to compare uh, because of that, but he's he's got a fair. You should absolutely go for it. We need to start him. I know we were debating last week, and we kind of touched on it even tonight. But Anderson's starting every time for me, like, mm-hmm. and uh, he's he just knows it right place, right time. And on Martindale's point, which um, I know uh, uh, Jake, you put on the Twitter, really complimented Martindale how he thinks we can give it more, and he was talking about the offensive players. Now, obviously, Anderson's our most offensive player, so is it a dig at him? Maybe, but uh, and he, yeah, he did. He, he, he did have a chance where he could have maybe scored in the first half. I, I seem to remember. I think he skied it. You know, he's not taking all his chances. I'm not saying he's a hundred percent every time he, he gets it, but um, yeah, he's in the right places, right time. We've got he's got to start up top every time right now. He's going to be our top goal scorer this season. It's coming, baby, of all time in the Premier Premiership. Well, if he gets four, he just needs four more goals to get to 13 league goals. And that would overtake Derek Lilly, who scored 12 in 03 04. So, uh, that's six games. I can see it in, in those six games before the split. I can see it then. Oh, don't talk to me about the split. Uh, I, I had a realisation about the split the other day We'll come on to that in a future pod, no doubt um, Thomas, I'm coming back to you For this one The Samirin goal The defending Oh my god I was, You know, we, we've we been bumming up James Penrice All season um, You know He lost his man at the back post Header comes across It sort of ricochets you mentioned our man, Alan Forrest. We'll name him and shame him with the swipe and a miss clearance. And ball breaks, edge of the box, first time into the bottom corner for St Mirren. The top of my head, that is now three league goals, I think, and they've all cost us points that have been similar. Um, Jackson Longridge at the start of the season against Aberdeen. Um... Penrice again against Ross County. The ball fell straight to a player after a um, set piece outside of the box, top bin, and now this one on Saturday. It's, it's, is it concerning how poorly we've been defending set pieces? Not even set pieces themselves, but the second phase of play in a set piece. Yeah, it, it concerns me a little bit. I think the most frustrating thing about the weekend is that we should have been clear and dry with the chances that we had like one goal shouldn't have mattered but at the moment with the way that we're kind of not freely scoring I'm not saying that Livingston have ever really freely scored in the Premier League but you know uh, but aye if we're we need to cut out these little mistakes if we're gonna we're gonna pick up the, the wins because we're gonna need to rely on getting one nils now if we start taking our chances you can kind of forgive it a little bit more but the amount of like one ones and again, like you were saying, the amount of like points dropped for goals like that—it's so frustrating, so frustrating. More frustrating than if we'd come from behind and not managed to get a winner. Way more frustrating. But yeah, it's, it seems to be that second phase that's the problem. Um, you know, we've got big centre halves in there, solid defenders, 
And, you know, a lot of the times we win the first header, which is fine, but even if we don't win and it comes back across the box like that one did, we need, to, we need to switch on. We don't seem to have anyone on the edge of the box. Like, everyone's inside, like, piled into the box, and no one's there on the edge waiting for that, kind of, that second ball to come out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's something that I think needs to be looked at. Um, the clearance, you know, it's not, it's not great. He could have easily hooked it out of the park, but Aye, it's it's just an anno- annoying because it's so preventable. Mm. I think if you concede a good goal, like it's a good finish to be fair, but if you concede a really good goal that you can't do anything about, you can hold your hands up and go, aye, fair enough. But when you see the kind of the wee individual mistakes leading up to a goal like that one, it's annoying. It's annoying as a fan. It's annoying as a player. I'm sure. I'm sure the yeah. players are more annoyed. Anything. It's not just on kind of one player or two players. It's on everyone because no one was there. No one no. closed them down. The amount of times that Livingston had kind of shots in similar areas that got closed down. That's what impressed me about St. Martin at the weekend, actually, to be fair. They were like diving in front of everything. The amount of shots blocked at the edge of the box. They did sit in quite a bit, but the amount of shots blocked at the edge of the box that, you know, we might have had an opportunity to score. That we just don't say well to pull off those blocks in certain circumstances. So, yeah, bit annoying. But hopefully they can sort it out and it doesn't happen again for the 15th time. Well, I fucking hope so. Um, Jake, you were bigging up our fearless leader, the man, the myth, the legend of Davy Martindale in his post-match interview about the passion that he was showing for not only the club and the fact that you know that he wants us to push, he doesn't, you know, a draw at home to St Mirren isn't acceptable to him. Um, Thomas sort of touched on as well the fact that you know that Martindale was asking for more of the offensive players. I've just checked. We in the league we've only scored more than one goal at home twice this season. Both came. In Jan, uh, no, sorry, one came in January against Dundee uh, when we won two 0 and two one against Aberdeen. The other two wins we've had at home were one 0 against Celtic and Hibs. We're not seeing Levy keep many clean sheets in the minute. So, do you agree? Do you think that there needs to be more from the offensive players? Do we need more from Bruce Anderson, even though he's not had a lot of game time, or do we need to start looking at players like Bailey, Nubley? Forest to really start chipping in with a few more goals. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you know, on these games, we ha- I guess have had the luck of draw in some ways that you know we've been all right because we just scored one and we've and we've dug in and we've kind of defended out. But I think in general we have been playing better this year. We've been creating more chances. Uh, we, in general, we're not just kind of getting the odd free kick and kind of lumping the ball in and getting that stuff. You know, we're we're making opportunities for ourselves and we're fucking them up a lot. So I think that's fair to say. I mean, I I love I like you said. I said you know I love the passion from it. We spoke about this last year in the podcast. You know, why should we settle for just not being relegated? Why you know we've been top six two times in a row. Why are we not pushing for more? And I kind of. I don't know, that maybe went against us a little bit because obviously, you know, we should stop being money pricks and we should be like, right, 
this is class, you know, we're stuck, we're up here, we're playing better football. But I think when we when he's created a side like he has and we're playing the way we should, should he be expecting more? Should we be beating Simmerin? Fuck it, why not? And even if, you know, that's not the case and we're getting ahead of ourselves, again, fuck it, why not? It's, you know, it's great. If he, honestly, if he was just, it pissed me off after a while going, well, you know, we've we got the draw and you know, we finished finished 10th. But it's fine. Is it fuck? You know, as he doesn't want to lose games. He wants to push, and I love that. That is a good thing because we've been saying that for a while. Um, yeah, they they can be doing better, and we have we do miss a lot of big opportunities because we're creating because we're playing better. We're breaking down teams and we're creating, and we've not maybe got the kind of composure there. But I can believe that you know again with Anderson more game time that's going to come. You know, he's still not played a lot of football over the last how many years, you know, and he's really finding his feet now. Nubley was playing for a broth for how many months? He's going to mm. find his feet more. <clears throat> Bailey, obviously, he was, you know, he was good and he did stuff. But again, coming from a different league, coming to Scotland, he'll find his feet. It's just going to, it will just take time. Alan Forrest yeah. is now really finding his feet because he's been in the league a little bit longer. So we just need to see. But yeah, I totally agree. We, I mean, we need to do better. We need to score goals. We need to stop. We score more goals. It's as simple as it sounds. Score more goals on Saturday. Sit in. Doesn't matter if they pull one back. We win the game. You know, and we've had we did have chances. So yeah, of course we need to be doing better. But really hard to kind of <laughs> slate the team at all now because no, I know. Yeah, they're yeah. they're doing they're doing so great and play and playing so well and and you know definitely for me the best lovey side we've had since I've been in the SPL. It's just. It's really difficult. I know that's what we're meant to do in a podcast, but to find no, fault in this team because again, we, we want that we we get an inch of how good we can be, and we're all like, right, do better. And sometimes maybe we need a bit of a reality check. And, right, we're doing all right here, but nah, of course, that was yeah, a bit of a I ramble. Think, so sorry. No, 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 no. I, I agree. I think that that was the main issue. I think when we started doing the podcast last year that we were right bang in the middle of a fucking what like 14 game and <laughs> run yeah so we were riding this wave and then all of a sudden it just was like no 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 more <laughs> 14 games of no <laughs> that's it you've had your lot you will now lose every game until the end of the season <laughs> like we'll still finish top six but i think yeah, it, for me, I think the the frustration last year came from the fact that we knew that this team could do so well, or last season's team could do so well, and then we just sort of completely crumbled at the end of the season. Whereas this year, I don't know if the team's... I would probably say that the team's actually more balanced. It's a wee bit more... There's a lot more football being played this year as well, and that's been a massive transition as well from going from that old school sort of Livy kind of football to actually passing it about a bit, mm-hmm. keeping hold of the ball man, like, you know, as, as I said before, like the folk that me and Thomas sit around, the the guy in front of us who said you know, oh it's uh, why, why would we not keep hold of the ball like, I don't understand why folk get so frustrated when we keep hold of the ball, and then two minutes later he's screaming for us to hump it up the park because Ayo and Fitzwater have passed it between each other once um, so yeah I think this season has been a bit of a transition if we can keep hold of this squad then next season I think we'll see a really really yeah. completed Livy side sure. but this year there's got to be a wee bit more of an appreciation at the fact that we're doing so well whilst in that transition 
A uh, couple more things just before I finish up. Obviously, the the delight of seeing the cinch's most dangerous cowboy in the flesh, Sebastian Soto <laughs> making his first appearance. That was un- unbelievable. California uh, cowboy. California cowboy. The Wild West, baby. Yeehaw! <laughs> The, the, sh- the sheriff of back healing, by the way. What's all that about? I heard he had a few flicks, eh? I heard he had a Again, mate, I never saw him pass it forward. He just, like, kept <laughs> back healing it. <laughs> well, the first one was amazing, though. Like, I was like, oh, I love you. I love you. Um, so, obviously, he made his appearance, but obviously, Povey and Thomas and I were there. Jake, you weren't, but you would have seen it on sports scene just a quick round table boys fuck me fans in the south stand how incredible was it how incredible was it to see again man absolutely amazing from the club uh, the atmosphere that the wee, the wee crew in the south stand were trying to create in the second half was phenomenal so what do you think do you think this is just we should keep going with this until a hundred of them buy season tickets, or is there like should we just keep going with this? Just keep giving out free tickets because the the level of atmosphere is raised a bit. I think so. If they can, if they can, if they can finan- if it's financially viable, because that's the, obviously the the kicker. It it's only going to get people in longer term. These kids going along. It, it was amazing to see, as you said. It was so good. And I, I kind of wasn't sure what atmosphere to expect. Obviously, it would be a lot of younger folk, but it, it seemed to me like it was just excitement. Especially when we scored, it was buzzing. Absolutely buzzing yeah. when we scored. And it was just nice. a really nice like day. Like some of the stuff like with the players and that that you've seen afterwards, like try to connect and it just... It seems to me like they were going back to our roots as a community club, which is wonderful to see. Because I remember back in the day, going to the open days and stuff, meeting the players, mm-hmm. and it was amazing. And we really missed that, I think, over the last 20 years. It's probably slightly less than that, but it feels like it, it, it must be about 20 years since something like that's happened. And we really, really missed it. Really, really missed it. And I know there's been, I mean, owner ownership has been shambolic in that time but we've got ourselves to a stage now where we can really be a good impact in the community and I think they're only making good decisions at the moment even though there's not that many of us it's should bring us closer even because you can have that kind of more personal relationship with the club and mm. you know people and you know with the people that got involved at the moment we're all kind of similar ages and stuff and it's just it's easy to connect now I feel mm-hmm. like best it's been in such a long time. Um, just on just before we move on the uh, the video of like the players going up to the kids and stuff. The bit that got me was Sean Kelly, like signing autographs and taking photos, and I was like, these kids are asking fucking Sean. This just proves they, they, that this they have no idea it. who that is. Yeah, like, I, but like, but mate, yeah. I when I when I was wee, I got a John Robotham fucking signature. Yeah. Like you know, like I think you. Do, so that's great, man. I, yeah, I, that's the thing. It's just it's so amazing to see. Like just you know, like if you if you present like someone 
as a celebrity or as a, you know, this guy's a footballer. I did. I remember, like at primary school, if you heard that someone was a footballer, you couldn't give a fuck who they played for. You were just like, "Oh my god, this guy's a footballer." I was coached by a guy that played for Arbroath back in like what? Uh, I was coached by him in two thousand and two. I think he retired in like nineteen ninety seven. Arbroath player, and we were all just mesmerised by him because <laughs> we're like, he used to be a footballer. That's class. So, I the club really need to. I'm loving it. I am loving it. Uh, I, well, I'd like to chip in as well and just say, obviously, it's amazing to see. And as a season ticket holder, you know, I'd happily give up loads of games just for loads of free school tickets to go out or whatever, or clubs. I know it's lots of clubs in, in the community doing it. Um, but, you know, I actually need to apologise as well because I was going to say, that that it did like the atmosphere over in my end over uh, in C one where I am is uh, it, it was excellent again on Saturday really really good and I had a banging headache and it was still like I was still like actually perked me right up you know as well as the pies but um, C three I I apologise to Paul Forrest thanks for pointing that out because last week I said it was when we got promoted he's absolutely that C3's been going on for ages. That's been uh, like since a Lee Griffiths days, I think. You know, basically when the South Stand didn't become a thing. Now I was actually quite I was I used to bring my drum, for those who don't know, I used to be the wee fucking dweeb uh, with Specs drumming uh, in the South Stand with the original DBM. And that was me for fucking years, you know, back when we were in the uh, SPL. And obviously that that kind of I think that's where that stemmed from the C three thing is like come kind of from that, which you know. So I'd like to extend my thanks, Paul, for pointing that out. Um, but yeah, it's it's good. I think it only enhances the atmosphere. It's great to hear. See the last ten minutes as well. All the wee kids go. <laughs> uh. You're like ah, uh, you're like that's fucking class, man. I love that. Here, boys. No, we've not done in a while. Macaroni matchup. Where we guess what players in the squad have from Tony Macaroni pre-match. As we know, it seems to be a contractual obligation for the team to visit a local Tony Max on home and away days. So, Thomas, you're going to go up first. I'm going to pick a random player for you. It is Gary Malley. Gary Malley. What does Gary Malley <laughs> what does What does Gary Malley... Gary Malley, oh. Tony Macaroni. We'll we'll go for just starter and main because if it's pre-match, the dessert is obviously going to be three delicious cinch points. <laughs> That's so, hard to say. <laughs> three delicious cinch points. <laughs> so we'll just go. We'll just go starter and main for Gary and for everyone. Okay. This is hard. It's a big menu. What do you pick at Tony Max for the man who's got everything? I'm not sure. <laughs> He's got it all. <laughs> the physique, <laughs> the ability, the talent, the banner. Cock length. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, he's packing 100%. <laughs> <laughs> now, I feel like 
I see a lot of myself in Gary Malley. <laughs> not the cock length, though. No, definitely not. <laughs> but when I played Sundays, I didn't play very often. I was that boy in the bench. Quite a lot. Play the side music now, please, Owen, Mr. Eddard. Yep, there we go. So I think he would go for something similar to me, for starter. That's a real massive fucking cop-out. But it's a good one. So... I'm going to go for the Ali di Polo Barbecue. Don't know what that accent was. Um, which is the, the chicken wings and barbecue sauce. Now, have any of you had the chicken wings from Tony Max? No. Yeah. They are sensational. Sensational. Uh, the barbecue sauce is a delight. Are they though? Yeah, they're good. They're good. It's more about the sauce. The sauce is really good. But I have been reliably informed that recently the recipe may have changed. And the wings are slightly different, so I do need to try them. He's telling you about the Tony Macaroni recipe changes. My best mate works in Tony Macaroni. Right, all right, okay, cool. I was going to oh. say, who's your informant? Yeah. See, I know what the players actually have before games. So I could just be really fucking bored and tell you that, but... All right, tell us what Gary Malley actually eats then, you fud. Yeah, they just have, um, like, a arabiata, like, with pasta, like a tomato pasta sauce. Don't believe I, you. I don't. don't believe I you. don't believe that Alan Forrest doesn't have anything for the kids' menu. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, we're taking too long on me. Come on, too much. Gary Malley, come on. Then for the main, so barbecue wings for starter, Ali de Polo barbecue, and then for his main, I think he's a, I think he's a calzone kind of guy. Yeah, I could yeah, see him, and not using a knife and fork. I think he's picking it up. <laughs> and eating it. Two yeah. hands. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like he's saved it. Someone throws it at him, catches it. I think he splits it in half and like has a bite out of each hand. Well, it just keeps going. Uh, yeah, I, I, think. I, I, I think it would, he, because his hands are so big, it would just look like a panini. <laughs> <and his> hand... <laughs> yeah, it would look like a panini. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I didn't realise you could so, get paninis on the uh, menu, uh, uh, Gary. Oh, it's a Calzone, mate. Uh, it's like it just looks like he's got these massive. <laughs> that's why I think he would actually be all right. Like playing, man. He's like he's got big shovel hands. Like he does. Uh, I shook does. his hand once, and honestly, it was like it was as if he was shaking the hand of a baby. Like, <laughs> me and my wee tiny hands. Oh man, but no. I, I just sorry to interject, but I, I reckon he would just eat a calzone like a panini. <laughs> probably would, probably would. Right. And because he's a champion, he's having the champion barbecue yeah, because champion he's on the menu. And yeah, it's it's unbelievable. So the champion champion calzone barbecue for Maine. Lots of barbecue there. Yeah, is it barbecue? Just order, to be honest. There. Oh well, nice one. I I definitely agree there. I think you've made the right choice. Povey, I'm now going to you. For you, James Penrice. Oh, James Penrice, is it? Uh, that's a great shout. You know, I'd love a wee night with James Penrice, like just me and him having some on cocktails. Ve- you've had the Venoms in that. I bet you're on the Venoms, James. Ah, on, the, on the cocktails, obviously. <laughs> like, so... Like, inevitably, we're going to have the cocktail de Gambarini, you know, which is fresh king prawns, you know, whatever. Doesn't That's matter, a it's a fucking cocktail. 
Yeah, that's. But genuinely, we are fucking on the sesh as well as eating that fucking shit, you know. And uh, aye, so that's that's as we start our anyway. Out in the sesh, I don't even know what we're having as a meme to be honest. Uh, but you know, I honestly don't know. Well, better we spicy pizza because he's a space boy. <laughs> he's one of the spice boys, of course. Spicy pizza. Let's see what pizzas we've got that are spicy like. Uh, I'm well up for that. Fucking I've ever thought. Of. <laughs> I know. I tell you what, that looks pretty spicy. That guy. So for his main, because he's a spice boy, he's having a Naduja pizza. <laughs> so that's James Penrice for you. We cocktailed the Gambarini and a Naduja. And a cocktail with the boys. Get in. Superb. Yep. Absolutely spot on for me. Right. Back to the bowl of balls, Liam. Completely random. Oh my God. Where will it stop? Who knows? Oh, here we go. Obelaye. Oh, Ayo. Can I just say as well that I, I thought we were doing really well to potentially the club letting us have current <laughs> players on. <laughs> Man, I have a feeling that this will just cut all ties. Aye. This will burn all bridges. I think uh, we'll this time we have to change in editing a little bit. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. How <laughs> uh, Obelai, what would he get for Tony Max? I reckon see going th- from Obelai's social media he seems like quite a suave kind of guy seems like everyone else would be on pints and he'd be on a really nice glass of red wine if he drank at all because if he doesn't then that's even more classy so I am going to say that he would go for the Lewis Calamari fritty right (laughs) however however he wouldn't say it in that way, he would just say, "May I have the calamari, please?" He wouldn't. Uh, he wouldn't use the full name because he's like, "This is pathetic." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not calling it Lewis Calamari. So he would say, "May I have the calamari to start, please?" Now the other boys, you have went for pizzas for the main boys for Mister Mali and Mister Penrice. Man, I think. Hold on, let's see. I think that he, that Mister Obelai, <clears throat> he would go for a cheeky risotto Mediterraneo, which is mushrooms, peas, peppers, garlic, and cream tossed with risotto rice, finished with butter and parmesan. <laughs> so I, I think he, like, he's going full blown nut. I hate this place. Mind when we asked Raphael DeVita about Tony Max. No. <laughs> and he was like, the place is dreadful. In comparison, <laughs> in comparison to actual Italian food. And I yeah. think that Iobali is a man of the finer things. So he would go for calamari to start and risotto mediterraneo as his main. 
now to finish up my fellow feelings, we're going to have a round of uh, who are ya? Who are ya? Who are ya? The aim of the game is to put off each other. We are going to choose a Livingston player from the past or present. Have five facts ready for them each. And the boys have to guess who they are thinking of. Pretty simple rules. I've not explained them very well. Who cares? So, what we'll do is... I'll get my wee random... We'll get the balls back out. (laughs) 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 Povey. Povey will go first. He will tell us five facts about a Livingston player, past or present, and the boys have to guess who that player is. However, if you want to guess before the five facts... Just give us a shout, boys. Okay. All right. So, Povey, fact number one. Fact number one. Uh, I scored for Livy from the edge of the box in a 4 0 win against Dunfermline at Easter End Park. Ooh. Oh, I think I was there, you know. That's interesting. Anyone want to hazard a guess at fact number one? No. Hovey, fact Shit. number dos. Bunch of shy bags. <laughs> Next one, let's go. I played in the same team with Gary Speed, Gary McAllister, David Batty, and even Gordon Strachan at one point. Oh. The Gordon Ooh. Strachan threw me. I reckon that's Leeds. It has to be Leeds, surely. I can't mean any Leeds player. Lee Makel? I am not Lee Makel. <laughs> Do you want clue number trois? We. Oui. We. Oui. Here we go. Uh, when at Livy, I broke my ribs a few games into my career uh, at Livingston, you know. And uh, I kept tearing my calf as well based on a previous injury. The fucking worst fact. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a fact. It's, that is incredible. You are re- you're so competitive at this, Povey. Anything like this. The quizzes, this. You're the man in the know, like I love it. Uh, is anyone going to hazard a guess from an ex-Lumison player's injury history? No, fact number cuatro, por favor. Okay, number four. I won the Youth Cup final down south against players such as Paul Scholes, the Neville brothers, Nicky Butt, even David Beckham. And I bloody won over two games. Uh, if you want me to be right, ra- it is actually Leeds. You're right. Is that right? Okay. Um, can I guess? You may guess. Nick Culkin? <gasps> nope. I was against all those Man United boys. Oh, sorry. I didn't listen. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Thomas, <laughs> Thomas, are you willing to hazard a guess? I, I'm aware that we've had a player. And I think it's someone that we've had on and interviewed. But no. I, no? No? <laughs> <laughs> Touch of the glasses. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Eric, no. Lilly. Eric Lilly played for Leeds, but he never... Not a bad guess, but incorrect. Uh, uh, right. 
I couldn't remember who it was, so that wasn't my right. guess. Well, clue number, number five. five. Uh, I like to wash dirt, dirt marks off me when the sprinklers go off because I stink. What the fuck? What, what the fuck? I wash dirt <laughs> marks off me when the sprinklers go off because uh... I stink. <laughs> Uh, now I'm going to ask you a question. Do I have grey hair? Oh yeah, do yeah, I do, I do. Are you Mark Tinkler? Mark <laughs> Tinkler. <laughs> Man, I completely forgot that guy even scored a goal. I, I honestly couldn't even remember him playing. All I remember is the fact that he looked about fifty and he was only about twenty-five. I think I scored about four goals, like. You know, I even it would be a good thing. interview. Would be a good interview, actually, wouldn't it? Oh well, if you played with Gary Speed and Gordon Strachan, then that's mad. Uh, so Povey was Mark Tinkler. I'm giving myself a wee, a wee point for that because I managed to get it. I'm giving myself a point, even though I don't even think we're doing points on this. Okay, See, you know what? You you thought I was competitive, but really, I wanted one of you to get it <laughs> for the rhyming slang. I like that, right? The random balls. Br- 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 uh, Jakey boy. Hey. Right, right, give us boys. your That's fact number one for the who are ya. I'm trying to make this a little bit harder this time because you always seem to get mine really quickly. Uh, first clue. I am a current player in the SPL. Ooh. Sean Byrne. <laughs> he Wrong. doesn't even play in the SPL. <laughs> Finch. No, fact number two, please. I have had two caps for Scotland. Oh, uh, I'm going to hazard a guess. Are you Greg Wild? I am not Greg Wild. Next clue. Yep. I have had loan spells at Portsmouth, Bradford, Sunderland, plus two other SBL clubs. Jesus, man. <laughs> I'm giving it vague. That's, actually, that's actually thrown me that one. Like I thought I was that was my that... plan. That was my plan. The next one, the next one should make it a little bit easier, though. Okay, on you go. I have scored 37 goals for Livingston. Oh my god, he's still playing. Still playing. And I, remember, he's still in the SPL. Yeah. Over Thomas, any guesses? Nah, cool. Right, last one. One man, good mates now is Charlie McGrew. Mulgrew. Oh, Andy Halliday, isn't it? No, nope. nah. Are you no. Mark McNulty? I am Mark McNulty. Yes. <laughs> Mark McNulty. <laughs> I thought the thirty-seven goals because we've spoken about him before. I'm sure, he's one of the top scorers, eh? Man, uh, I cannot. That's a joke. Got that he was at Sunderland. Uh, I had to change because if I said he was at two SPL, if he was at Hibs and Dundee United, you would have got it. So I was like, oh, just that's straight that. Is that one. That well is. done. Point for Better Jake. Or anyway, still, still another two uh, ding dongs from from Liam on the last buzzer. Buzzer beaters for all Man, NBA fans. I am so into that. Two points to me. I'm winning. Two points I'm to winning. Liam. Sorry, yeah, amazing. I'm loving it. Right, Thomas, you're up next. Give us your who are you? And just to let the listeners know, Jake is no longer with us. He's with us, 
in life, but just not on the call anymore. So it is between me and Povey this time. Thomas, give us your who are you? Fact number one. I want to apologise first because I wouldn't know who this player was. I've went really, really difficult. Owen probably would have got it. I'll be interested <laughs> in, one, to see. in one guess. <laughs> yeah, I'll be interested to see what you guys do. Okay, so my first clue, which might give it away if you know, I was named assistant manager at Brecon in 2015. No, no. Clue two. Yeah, yeah, I can't think get from that. No, I started my career at Hibs, made one professional appearance before moving on to Meadowbank Thistle, where I stayed through the transition and played at Lovingston until 1998. I'm going to need another clue, for sure. Yeah, nah, need another one. This one probably won't help you too much then. I made 170 appearances between Meadowbank and Lovingston and scored 41 goals. Wait, 41 goals between Meadowbank and Lovingston? As an early player, uh, he's, I, I'm just going to say him because he's the answer to everything. Are you Darren Jackson? No. Are you? You know what? I'm going to take one more. Get uh, pretty tempted. Mm. Lee Bailey, by any chance? Hold that thought. Go for the next clue. That's probably wrong. I also played for Queen of the South, Brecon City, Stalin Albion, and East Fife. Am I right? Not help. No. No. Maybe helps. This one will prove a point here. I share a surname with a current Livingston player. Ah, Congratulations. Well done. Well done. Man, that came out of nowhere. That was class. Yeah, well done. Yeah, that was tough. Man, good. Good one, mate. That's an old school like. I like that. So It was the goals that made me really got me going like. It's a decent record like. Ah, that was incredible. I'm going to give Povey two points because he got it on the third goal, which meant he only had yeah. two points. Two more clues to go. So Povey, me and you are currently tied. I can no longer win, we can draw because my one is coming up next. Thomas, you have to get it in the first couple of uh, first couple of clues to have any sort of chance. So Liam text uh, me, I'll make it interesting. Tell me who it is. Just do it for the content, mate. Hi, very good. <laughs> Clue number one. I started my career at Livingston. Very valid. Numerous guesses, yeah. <laughs> One <laughs> guess per clue. Okay. Robert Snodgrass. Wrong. I need to guess. You started. So I reckon you started and then you came back. Or you never... God, I've got such a good one for someone whose career started at Lovingston, but they never came back, and it's so vague. I don't think anyone would know that he was at Lovingston, so that would be class. But no, started. Did he come back? Interesting. Uh, you said no, I took it no. too fucking seriously. <laughs> Holy shit. Jesus Christ. Penners. Right. Penners. Nope. Nope. Nah. I am currently still playing 
in Scotland's top league and I have made 318 appearances for the team I'm currently playing for. Are you Murray Davidson? Ah, fucking help over yeah! <laughs> I, should have, I shouldn't, have, shouldn't have started with that. My other ones were going to be, I scored, hold on, uh, I scored seven goals for Livingston. I was capped by Scotland. And, oh man, I should have went with this one. I also played for Cowdenbeath. Uh, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't have got with the other ones. Anyway, yeah. or maybe I would have. Shut uh, man. I gl- I've got the gloating rights this week. Boom. Thank you so much for listening. As I said, it is amazing to be back producing mediocre content with my bestest wivy friends. Please, if you haven't before, if this is the first time you're listening, check out our previous episodes that are all on your favourite podcast streaming sites such as Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, etc. We have interviews with ex-Livingston legends such as David Fernandez, Roddy McKenzie, Sean Byrne, John Guthrie and many more. Please make sure that you follow us on the social medias as well. Twitter and Instagram is at Pod, all one word. Facebook and YouTube, just search for Amund View Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Forza Livy, we'll see you next week.